Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home. We're in the hat, everybody. All right, it might be a beat-up old one with curled-up edges and a hole in the top, but it's still a hat. Evening everybody, yes, it is Charlton Live, here on a Sunday evening, we are going to talk about uh, yesterday's uh, battle royale between our new managers, old club and us, you're right, I might have oversold that a bit, but uh, uh, we'll also be talking about everything else is going on with the club, uh, and we want your opinions as well, please, but joining me this evening, over to my left is the First Lady of Charlton, Sue Gallup, Sue, good evening. Evening all. And somebody to my right who isn't the First Lady of Charlton, Tom Wallin, alright Tom. Good stuff. Uh, and as I said, we want you to join in as well. Please do so on your. We've got a few tweets in as well, but if uh, just in case you don't know, it's at Charlton Live. If you want to tweet us in, if you want to email us, studio at Charlton Live as well. And guys, uh, I think you were both there yesterday. I wasn't. Ah, Tom, I was. Tom escaped. Yeah. <coughs> oh, I did you manage was. that? I was too busy laying flooring in my loft. 
Oh, good excuse well, anyway, watching people laying flooring uh, in your yeah. loft. I was delegating, man- managing the process. And making tea. You have loft to doers. Yeah, well, my dad's my dad, and they're just good at that stuff, and my uncle's an electrician, so he was installing the light. Oh, I need to be in your family. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, Sue, then, first, I suppose, what did you make of yesterday? <laughs> As polite as you possibly could have can had be. a little nap, I think. <laughs> well, in the first half, you could have. Uh, yeah, the first half wasn't great, was it? There's nothing happening on either side, really. It was just one of those typical same same league teams playing each other, not really wanting to. I don't know. It, it just seemed like one of them games that people just didn't want to get injured, or like because we had a few like changes in the side, so I think. Maybe, see, I don't even know whether it's got anything to do with it having the new manager in place that they're slightly nervous. I'm not sure what it was, but it wasn't a lot. It seemed to me um, that, very similar to the Sheffield United game, uh, in as much as I think MK Dons did the homework on us a little bit, uh, because in that first half, uh, they bossed our midfield, basically. They didn't give us any space, any time. They, uh, they, they harassed us, they hassled us. Uh, and we sat back and allowed them to do that in the first half. Mm. That's how I saw it anyway. Mm. And so I think they did their homework. They saw where our weaknesses are, mm-hmm. i.e. a little bit down the left-hand side, especially um, because uh, uh, you know Adam Ola-Lookman does track back occasionally, but generally that's not his game. Again, they put two or three. They were kicking him up in the air several times yeah. again, uh, which every team seems to do. They target him. Um, and uh, once again, Little or no protection until it, you know, until right at the end when you know damage is already done almost because he's he's been kicked so much. So um, I thought they they did a job on us in the first half, and you've mm. got to give them credit for that. Uh, we couldn't cope with it. Second half, we came out with a different mentality. I thought, uh, and we took the game to them a little bit more mm. than we did in the first half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I felt quite disappointed, and I know you're saying that um, Lookman was basically they'd done their own work on him, but even when he was getting the ball. To me, he wasn't our usual Addy. It is a question it, I want to things, ask, actually. Later yeah, on. yeah, and I thought that during the game, uh, the game, I think he he was struggling for ideas. Um, he was getting the ball and then looking like he didn't really know what to do with it. And then, and uh, why, 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 why is he taking free kicks and corners? <laughs> do you know? <laughs> I, I mentioned it on commentary yesterday. We must be brilliant at those in training. Because there can be no explanation as to why they keep, the, 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 the same people get the atmosphere. The, I mean, we didn't get it past the first man either when uh, Addy was taking them. Uh, who took them straight after? There was a, there was a period where somebody else um, was it uh, Overstead or uh, I'm trying to think no, who, who else had a go. Um, but they didn't. It didn't get past the first man either. And you're no. thinking, you know, we must be able to do this in training. It must work, must yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I guess the other the other thing like you've got to think now is like last season it was always Johan and always Weldy and Jacko not starting or even on the bench yesterday so they would be the people that you would look to but then even when Jacko's been in the side Addy's been but you want yeah but you want Jacko and coming in uh, for the headers don't you I suppose (laughs) um but I, I get I mean, you know, we've got to talk about Addy's free kick. We'll do that later. We'll we'll watch the highlight. We'll listen to the highlights rather mm. in a second. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd, all I'd, ten seconds. All, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, we got three and a half minutes. I have no idea how Louis managed to get three and a half minutes out of it, but we got three and a half minutes. So um, let, let's do those first anyway. Let's get those out of the way. We'll play you the highlights and then we'll come back and talk about the game a bit more. These are the highlights uh, for the game yesterday against MK Dons. McGuinness doesn't work. 
Lookman. But it's a lovely interception from Adam Ola Lookman. And Charlton have a run now. He's on the edge of the penalty area. Feeds to Jose. Little chip over, but it's over the bar. Coming up to nine minutes on in this first half. MK Dons with the corner. Again, Reeves swings it in left foot. And it's a free header for number nine, Bodic. Nobody watched him run to the corner of the six-yard box. Fortunately for Charlton, his header goes over the bar. Yes, a glorious chance for Bodic. That's a good tackle from Crofts and Bauer in on the, uh, on the, in on the challenge as well. But uh, Agar comes away with it. Good work from the MK striker. And he's found uh, Carruthers in the penalty area. Tries to release Bodic. Bodic back to Reeves. Reeves shooting possibility into the top corner, but he's just misjudged it. And by the look of the uh, agonised uh, expression on his face, it wasn't by much. Oh. Baldock making a run forward. Now Carruthers. MK Don's on the counter-attack. Cross momentarily holds up Carruthers. And the ball back from Walsh finds Lewington. Lewington looks for the ball up the line. Oh, it's been a no. good dummy from Bodic. And now Baldock's in on goal. It's Baldock. It's oh, good save from Phillips. Phillips. Just the waited for Baldock to make his, his run, make his effort on goal. And Phillips stood up, stopped tall and denied the MK Don's right back. Now for a Charlton goal kick. And that concludes... The first half, a fairly quiet first half. It'll be a Charlton corner. They've set pieces in the first half. The Alex were poor. It will be Lookman outside of. It's gone for it towards the near post. It might drop for Tixero. The ball for hand has it. Oh, no, oh, says the referee. Oh, I'll tell you what, it rolled down his arm. Whether or not, uh, whether or not you could say he gained control of it, but uh, Fox ball looking for Bodic but again oh, Bauer strong Bauer. in his tackle and Charlton have the ball with Crofts Cross lovely ball out wide to Lookman Lookman up the line to McGuinness McGuinness bearing down on goal Josh McGuinness saves Nicolas oh. Jose no it doesn't oh. Baldock oh. just gets there Bauer getting the ball into the box looking for the far post is Bataka heads down to uh, Jose goes for goal Ooh. it's comfortable in the end for Martin now finds the Jose he's got Bataka on the right side oh it's just behind Jordan Bataka has to stall his run but still has it Bataka ah. goes for goal and it's the wrong option there was options in the middle and it's Potter chips the ball back in and Agar's in acres of space offside. but he's offside <laughs> I'm not not so confident about that Charles defence were caught ball watching really they tried to push out whether they got out in time I'm not sure I think this is going to head to the MK Don's goal in front of the covered end and can Adamola Lookman do something quite spectacular here it's a good 20 25 yards out it's uh, what are we looking 10 just over 10 yards outside the left-hand edge of the D of the penalty area he's gonna shape up now hit it right-footed it's hit to the right-hand corner oh, oh, just wide right of the post my. so close by Adamola Lookman stayed on the halfway line little ball upfield to McGuinness cuts back inside on a run now McGuinness ball out to Lookman on the left hand edge of the penalty area takes his man on takes a shot oh, oh just right at the post of the left hand side a corner. and a Jose couldn't get a touch but a MK on the shirt certainly did and it's a corner looked back into uh, the left hand side looking for Powell Bauer is across uh, clears it away but it's flicked off Powell and he's uh, retaining possession here Powell and he's in the area that's uh, across the box and it's full to Colclough deflecting around the six yard box oh, cleared away box. off the line Cross. by Croft superb defended and then Novak surely pushed there but nothing given and then uh, Downing clears it away that. absolute carnage in that six yard box and quite how Charlton escaped there I'm not entirely sure that's the final whistle so there we are. Those were the highlights, all three and a half minutes of them. Uh, sounded exciting there. It did, actually. <laughs> when, I, I don't know what game I was watching. just <laughs> reminding ourselves, actually, we did have a couple of shots on goal. Um, I think second half we came alive, and I think yeah. I think, uh, I think probably, if we're fair, the draw was about right. Oh, it's right. a fair result, because <laughs> neither, neither side did enough to, to win it. I mean, 
I think it says a lot about MK Dons when they were. What did they have about seven bookings? Uh, um, yeah, and yeah. We we didn't. We had one, I think. Yeah, was it one Piercing, in the end? Because um, that was the only way they could. I mean, the the little that we were doing, that was the only thing. I mean, they quite could how do, pulling back and kicking. It, bulldog, wasn't it? They're right back. Oh, two. he was. Oh, quite how oh, we got away with. Oh, uh, I mean, it took, it took them six uh, and two quite uh, strange fouls. One particularly in the, the the very first one he did, mm. which he should have got a booking for. Yeah, uh, quite how it took him six odd fouls to get a booking. I have no idea. And he was gobbing off quite a lot yeah, as exactly, well. Yeah. So um, I think uh, the ref, I'm, I don't know, I've seen better. I'll tell you, you, know, you know, um, if if we ever, uh, if we're thinking about a left back, by the way, and I, I still can't believe why Lewington's not at a bigger club. I don't understand that. Their left back, Dean Lewington, is always, every time I've seen yeah, him, he's a good player. Mm. I can't believe he's not a bigger. I just don't. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand because yeah. he's always played well against us. Unless it's just us he plays well against. It might be. Yeah. No, I, d- I don't know though. I guess some some players. And he's their captain, so you'd expect him to move, wouldn't you? That's strange. You you look at and maybe they're happy. They're settled. It's going to be a question actually for later on. Uh, that normally you expect when a manager a new manager comes in uh, and he's just come from a club that he's been a long time at, especially, but even clubs he's, that uh, manager have been a short time at. They normally raid their their previous club. So, having witnessed it yesterday, anybody else who was there, it's a question I want to ask. Um, who of that MK Don side would you take mm. to improve us? Obviously, uh, if it's possible. Of course, it's possible. What am I saying? Uh, so that's something we're thinking about. If uh, if you want to let us know who out of that uh, MK Don side would you uh, would you have a look at and possibly uh, that could possibly help us. Mm. Uh, there's not saying it could happen or it will, but you never know. Uh, there are strong rumours that uh, Richie Barker, who was on the uh, on the uh, sidelines for MK Dons, uh, is going to be out of a job come tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, uh, there's, does that mean we're going to take him? Because he's, uh, well, he's, like, been, he's been beside Carl for a long time. Yeah, and I read that Carl was keen to bring him in. I, I, I don't know if this was just rumours or whatever, but as you say, he's been his sort of psychic for the whole time that he's been at MK. So I think... Um, and Cole said that he was keen to add to his backroom staff. That doesn't mean that anyone's going. Um, well, he'd already gone on record to say Kevin Newton staying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is which is good news, I think. Personally. Yeah, and uh, he had no intentions of leaving anyway. Even before Cole was named as manager, I was, are you going to stay about? And he was like, yeah, definitely. As long as whoever so comes in out, wants yeah. me, yeah. So, um, which is good because I know the lads really like him, and and they they. Obviously, he done really well when he was caretaker. So, Tom, you said you saw the highlights yesterday. What? Uh, how did they look? I mean, did they show the, the stuff that was on that, that audio package? Pretty much. They only had two minutes of it. Um, and Thirty seconds was the first half. So uh, the shots in the second half, they had uh, Lookman breaking and playing a little through ball to McGuinness. Oh yeah. Um, they had Teixeira's shot from the halfway line. <laughs> well, uh, we're still not entirely convinced that was yeah, a shot, by the way. Yeah, they had. Um, there was one uh, long ball in from Bauer, which was nodded down, and then a Jose with a little snapshot, uh, and then Lookman's free kick, which I think was probably our best effort, and looked looked very oh, close. I, thought, I, mean, mm-hmm. you could, I don't know if you could tell by my voice, I was convinced that yeah, was in. It sounded like it. Yeah. Yeah. It was so <laughs> close. If I hadn't seen the highlights already or known the score, you would have thought it might have been. But um, yeah, it looks like I think you two have covered it, and from what I've read and seen, first half wasn't much to talk about. And Carl Robinson said it himself: second half we came out and we played better, and we looked more like a team that. He wants us to be, and you know it's his first game in or first full game that he's been on the touchline. So we've got to give him some time, but it's a positive start, I guess. 
Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a difficult one to call with time. Uh, you have to, of course you do, because mm. uh, they've got to, you know, the players that are here have got to get used to his style of play, you know, the way he wants to play. Um, I think, um, well, I, I won't say too much because we're going to hear from uh, Carl Robinson uh, yeah. in, in a short while. Uh, and it's a decent, um, it's a decent long, I don't think he does short interviews, Carl, Carl Robinson. I don't a bit <laughs> like Mr Slade. I think, uh, well, no. Uh, Do Mr Slade like a bit Russell, of Russell, you know, well, not in here, you had to prize it out of him a little bit. Oh, it depends on the result, okay. to be honest. I think if it had been nil-nil, you wouldn't have got so much out of it. A, a victory, right. you, you tended to get a decent decent amount. Um, but I think media, he was a little bit more media um, suspicious, perhaps. Maybe for good reason. I don't know. Um, yeah, Louis not upset that, him. Yeah, yeah, that might have been something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if, if Louis had a chance to upset Carl Robinson yet. I'll have to ask him. There was one question he asked him yesterday. Was it about attacking play or something like that? And Carl Robinson's reply was, this is the valley. And that, that was it. And he wouldn't say anything else. And that was a little bit awkward. Oops. <laughs> Uh, I don't know whether he was uh, he was having a go at me at all yesterday. I can't remember. I don't remember he was, but I'll listen back again today and find yeah. out in a minute um, as we as we hear from Carl Robinson. Uh, but are there any tweets on the game yesterday? Yeah, particularly? yeah, we've we've had quite a few. Uh, some people asking about when the replay is, which we believe is Tuesday. We're the guessing 13th. the thirteenth. We're guessing, but we don't know. Yeah, 100%. it's not been confirmed. Yet. I'm in real trouble, by the um, way. Pete, super addict. Was it? Can I just say it was a dull game yesterday? No, no, I can't yeah, argue with no, that particularly. Yeah. I mean, there were there were snippets, but Freddie not much more than that. Saunders is uh, was saying that um, Freddie was the other man taking the corners. Uh-huh. Um, Bob Liscombe's asked if we know why the skipper was not involved yesterday. Um, I asked him, because he was sitting behind me during the game, um, and he's just got some uh, a tight ammy at the minute, didn't risk so it. he said, "Yeah." So there's a there's a great quote week. from Carl Robinson, and uh, but I won't say it until I let you hear it to, um, a bit later on, which may explain that as well. Right. Okay. Um, so we've got um, Bob's. Bob says a bit concerned about how much chat the new boss has. Soon, to, soon be time to stop the words and show some action, Mister Robinson. Bob, all I would say is it's only one game. <laughs> well, I think um, yeah, I mean, game. I think he's desperate to. We said this um, earlier on, didn't we? Uh, off air. I think he's desperate to succeed here, and I think he's desperate to make friends as well, yeah. uh, and to be uh, to be on everybody's side. Now, you could argue that maybe you can try too hard at that. Maybe so, but um, I'm not going to fault him for that particularly yet. I'm if he's good. still if he's still in that frame of mind, and we've lost four games in a row, that might it might start giving me the ump. But mm. <laughs> but at the moment, it's fine. <laughs> I think I think as well. Like we've got to bear in mind, as long as he's he has been at MK a long time, but he's still only thirty six years old. He's still learning, and I think, well, like we said off air, I really I I I like observe observing the managers when they're on the touchline. And he was really, I mean, he was barking out his orders, and he was very animated. But what I liked also was that every now and then he'd go back to the backroom yeah, staff, and he would be like asking them or saying like suggesting things and getting their opinion what's his name and it's not just about him I think for him it's it's it is about the team and the support that he's got around him in his learning um so I mean I I, I find I, I must say when the announcement was made I wasn't overly excited but the more I'm sort of finding out and hearing I think ultimately, um, I've not heard anything negative from in terms of the lads and and the, the staff in how they found him um, very 
to the point up front, says it how it is, but a very likeable man. I've got to be honest, um, I was the same as you. I wasn't entirely, um, uh, I wouldn't say convinced, probably. I, I've, I don't think I've ever um, uh, had a problem with his managerial skills, because, you know, uh, and I think he was a, it was a firefighter, even MK Dons, wasn't he, because of the uh, the... Um, how it was born so I think uh, in that respect I didn't necessarily have a problem with him I always never was comfortable with him as an opposition manager I can't really put my finger on it Uh, I think it was just there was just an attitude thing that I didn't quite that didn't quite sit with me but um, having said that I've only met him uh, the once briefly and uh, a positive response to that um, so I've got to give credit where it's due. He came across mm. very well in front of me. So um, if that carries on, I'll have no problem. I think ultimately we're all we all know the situation here. Um, if he's allowed to do the job, uh, but then you know you would say the same against with Russell Slade as well. I suppose if he's allowed to do what he wants to do, then hopefully he'll succeed. If he's not, then it don't matter who we got. I, th- I think you could probably argue as well that he had more success at, at MK than Russell would had. Oh no, no, I don't disagree with that at all. It, yeah, I mean, it, 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 they've never been a club that have had like vast amounts of money or anything like that thrown at them, and I, I think he knows how to get a loan player in, doesn't he? <laughs> and and I, what I like about him as well is he's very focused on youth and bringing youth through, and and them being the future of of like the the team going forward, and because he did that at MK, so. I wonder if he's uh, prepared to sell them quite as quickly, though. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> I think we, we can only really judge him on his results as well, like any manager. And he's only had this one game so far, so it's very difficult to judge. But like you guys, I didn't didn't particularly want him when when he was rumoured to be coming. Um, and you know, I'm not I've not been brainwashed by what he said by any means. But I like the way he comes across. I like his passion. And if that comes through to the players, like Sue says, if they're if they're getting behind him and as a result, our results pick up and we start moving up the table. I'm not not going to complain in the slightest. Mm. So, well, let's um, let's hear from the man himself. He came into the studio after yesterday's uh, game and uh, and spoke to me. And this is him. Joined by Carl Robinson in the studio after uh, goalless draw in the FA Cup with MK Dons and Carl. Uh, frustrating first half, yes. Uh, for we didn't look at it. We didn't look close enough to MK Dons to affect it. He can't affect it. Affect them. <laughs> uh, what we've worked on all week, you could see them trying to do it, but the distances weren't quite right. You've seen a team who, for a long period of time, had a very clear way. And you could see that, couldn't you, the first 15 minutes. It's harder being a team that you're trying to change something than like the old team that have a way of playing. But second half, I thought we were excellent. I thought, I thought our intensity, our desire, our application for the shirt... And for the for for the fans who are watching, we certainly increased our intensity. Um, and once the boy Addy gets a bit of protection from the referee, and we need this, our fans need to get on the referee's back a little bit more. Because when he gets kicked, it's the only way to stop him. The kids just top draw. I think you've seen him in team selection going with two wingers. Um, I thought Bataka is is unpredictable, so he'd be frustrating but exciting. And you're quite not quite sure what comes off, but I thought what did show me was his application to go and run around and win the ball back. And like I say, we're, we're going to get better, and that's the exciting thing. It's a great starting place to be from, and hopefully we can move forward together. 
You said it first off, uh, say so we weren't quite at the uh, at the races. With, I wouldn't say uh, quite. I'd say way off. Well, okay, right. Uh, I, was being, I, was being, I was being diplomatic, but you're right. We were way off. <laughs> no, we were honest. Here. We have to be honest because yeah, yeah, yeah. we can't let, we can't hide behind things. If we're good, we'll tell you we're good. If we're not good, I tell you we're not good. Is that down to uh, uh, the change you're trying to bring in and the players yeah, just? Yeah, because time sometimes when you try and play football, there's a there's a backward step in things rather than a front footstep, and you can see we weren't close enough to affect them on a turnover. Um, but that will grow. That will get better and better and better. And second half, I thought we were very good. I, I was we going to mention second half, we were much more at it and uh, and had opportunities. Should have um, won it. How frustrating was that? Uh, you, you see Adam oh, Oler's strike going just past. You see Josh normally put those away and not. Yeah, and I was just said to the big man, oh, what are you doing? But he's uh, I thought Josh was excellent. Yeah. The best bit of the game for me, two best bits of the game, Josh did something silly, lost the ball and ran 20 yards and dragged someone's shirt, threw him on the ground and got back at them. That's good old-fashioned football, isn't it? And then Patrick saved one off the line and Foxy and the two of them punched the air. Now that shows you what this football club means to them people. And that means that you've got to build and blocks to move forward with. Yeah, we weren't fluent, we weren't great in the first half, but second half we were far more fluent, far more exciting. And I think we got the fans on the edge of their feet on the edge of their seat second half and looked a much better team. You had to make a change early on with Esri going yeah, off. Yeah, I know um, I want the fans to understand I'll never win a game of football. If I've got to put somebody's health and well-being at risk, it's somebody's son. So um, he looked a bit dazed in his eye. Some of the lads said he always looks dazed. We just don't quite know him yet. Uh, I think a few of them looked dazed all week. Um, but no, these um, he was he just didn't look as day. He looked more dazed than normal. And uh, I, I didn't want to take any risks, mate. I don't mean that to sound, but as well, as welfare is important. Absolutely. But uh, and this is going to sound slightly strange. But uh, he didn't want to come off. Is that the sort of attitude you want to see with your players? It's the only attitude if you want to stay here. You'll be able to fight. MK Dons walked off this pitch knowing they'd been in a dogfight. They knew they'd been in the game second half. I mentioned for Tex, who hasn't played much football. I don't think he ever played right back before. What a wonderful player he is. A wonderful player. For me, it seemed like, yeah, maybe there'd be question marks over different things in the past, but it's a clean slate here. You've seen Pataka, him, Conta starting, so there's a lot of things that have changed. and. There's a, there's a clean slate for all of them and, and hopefully they'll respect that and move forward with that. It's been a fairly busy <coughs> week for you, I suspect, media-wise. You must be, uh, as, as frustrating as, as probably the result was, you must be delighted for the football to have started. I am, mate, yeah. I think when you, when you understand there's a, there's a fraction of, of what... There's, it's not a fraction, a massive part of what's going on. There's, a, there's an unrest in some ways. Um, but what I've tried to do, I've tried to be transparent, I've tried to be as honest as I possibly can. There's no offending to anybody at, at any stage in what I'm trying to do. Um, I, I've always said I will meet people hopefully we'll try and get that done this week sometime we'll sit down one or two people I've requested it to be somewhere where it's a little bit more enjoyable in a room in an office somewhere um, and, and just talk and learn and, and grow I've asked for there's a DVD that the club have given me there's a, a hundred year history book that I'm going to read um, and that's sound, I know it sounds a bit silly but I, w- I want to know a lot about it I want to know why I want to know where I want to know who I want to know I got a nice text off Mark Kinsella today Um about how great the club is and about five ex-players have texted me saying how great the club is um, I'm meeting a few more this week ex-players I'm only thinking someone's a Mark and Seller and we had Matt Holland in this week um, and they've given me the support it means a lot to me um, I think they know my type of mentality that you've already seen that um, that was five weeks of being bored off me at their home so it's a little bit more excitement than what I've had um, <laughs> hopefully my missus won't listen to this but, uh, <laughs> But I've been bored off my head. Listen, there's no golf course, there's no pub, there's no shop. 
could compete for being on the touchline at a club that means a lot to you. And I'm really looking forward to the rest of the, the challenge ahead of me. Well, if the fans listen to this, and, and certainly all your, your interviews up to this point, uh, we'll be delighted to everything in everything you've said uh, so far thank you um, and as a fan uh, welcome to the club of course thank you so much um, there's some people say that uh, if you want to know about the 100 years I'm probably one of the best people at the league <laughs> yeah I just, uh, but it, I it, was book, it was a book that, that was given today wasn't it and a, and a DVD um, hopefully the, the certain parts of recently things not in it <laughs> but uh, I'm looking forward to, I'm really looking forward to watching it learning um, and taking this great football club we're at the valley so when people come to the valley they need to know they're in a dogfight. They're going to have to. <laughs> they're going to have to <laughs> put us unconscious, like <laughs> to get out of the game. But the, we've got to have that mentality. We can't stand off teams. We thought we stand off them a little bit second off. We can't. We're Charlton Athletic with fans who are passionate and proud and with an application. And, and hopefully we can get this back into this great club and we can move forward together. I'm a small cog. I said to some of the fans during the game, do us a favour, have a go at the fourth official, tell them, tell them how bad he is. Because they don't get fined. I get a few grand if I get sent off. So <laughs> I, I, want that, I want that rapport with them. I want that, that special rapport that I think is a very fundamental part of the development of any football club. But today, there was football things that weren't good. So we've got to go away and we've got to be better. And that's the job in hand this week. Well, you've uh, uh, listening to uh, um, legends like Kins and, and Matty Holland uh, isn't a bad way to start things. So, Hopefully, uh, uh, it wasn't necessarily the result you wanted, but um, a clean sheet, I suppose. Undefeated, undefeated in the first That's game. It, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take that. Good luck for the replay. Obviously, Thank you. Good luck for uh, um, a cold day in Bradford on Saturday, and we'll see you there. <laughs> you've seen the weather pause already. Don't wish no one up there. Cheers, Carl. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. So there we are. That's Carl Robinson. Not short of a few words and. Uh, <laughs> Chatty, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yes, um, it's sort of like uh, press the button, let him go. Yeah, uh, which I haven't got a problem with at all, to be fair. Uh, and uh, it is, as I mentioned earlier on, it, it's got that sort of infectious nature about him that you can't help but like the fella, even mm. if you think, even if you are slightly on the fence, yeah. and uh, and you don't particularly want to like him. You just can't help smiling at a couple of things he yeah. says, you know. And and they may well be PR speak, and you know he may well be well versed in how to turn people around. But um, even so, and and Bob is sort of right. Bob Lewis when he when he tweeted, "Proof of the pudding is in you know results and extra," and he, and he's absolutely right with that. And his talking's got to come on a pitch as well. But I agree with that. But, but it doesn't help to get people on side. Yeah, I was going to say. Doesn't but hurt. Beg your pardon. When when you're when we're in the position that we're in, if you can get the fans on side with the manager, which I think Russell had sort of lost. Um, I think you're obviously you've you've got your twelfth man back. So I know obviously the crowds are lower at the moment, but I think even if you get that small crowd. As we all know, how much noise that that North End can make, um, even when it's half full. Um, if if he can win them over, then he's he's going to be off to a cracking start. I think, as you say, Terry, it will be how he reacts to the defeats that will make a difference. Because when we're winning games, it's very easy for him to come out and say, you know, the fans are fantastic, and try and build that relationship and and win people over who might not be convinced yet. But when we lose, he's got to come out and. It's all about how he handles that because that positivity, even if he comes out like that, that's not going to win fans over. So, I don't know. He, he's, as me and Sue both said there, he is starting to win me over because I didn't particularly want him here. But, as I say, it all comes is, down to is, I mean, I don't, I'm wondering whether or not that, uh, I mean, I've said that, he, you know, he wasn't always my uh, um, 
ideal manager for the for any position necessarily. And, and prior to 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 him coming uh, to Carl coming here. I always felt a bit uneasy about him, you know. I, don't, I can't put my finger. It might have been that he was always looking for excuses, maybe that you know when mm. he lost. But I'm trying to think of exactly one. May have been there. May have been one particular game where he, he had a go at us that might have shaped it. I don't know. But or is it <clears throat> because of the situation we're in, knowing what's gone on? In, you know, he's what number number eight now, isn't he? Mm. Uh, he's number eight in the current uh, regime's manager mm. pick. Is that the reason we're not hundred percent sold? Because we're not hundred percent sure that. Even if, he is the, even if he is the Messiah, it's going to make any difference yeah. anyway. Is uh, that is that why we're a little bit reserved? I've, I don't know. I've, personally, I think he was always, when he was at MK, he was always one of the managers that I, I think dislike is a strong word, but I wasn't a fan. I can't put my finger on why, like you say, it was after game comments, it was always someone else's fault or there was, you didn't seem to get that honesty from, from that results. But then, as we've already said, Interviews and stuff always he- heavily are highlighted, uh, heavily edited when they go onto the TV. So it might be that he has given more lengthy explanations by what but we've just it, heard could here. It, could it also be that, um, as I mentioned very at the beginning, he was he was a, a manager that had to be a fireman. He had to put fires out. He was, mm-hmm. he was so a bit like I, I felt Russell was at times always on the defensive because of the club he was managing, and that. Everybody coming to uh, MK Doms was already thinking, mm. you know, this club shouldn't be a, a, a you shouldn't be a manager of this club because mm. you know of, of yeah. how it was formed. So was he perhaps always on a defensive because of that? Uh, who knows? I don't know. Possibly. I think I don't. I much like you. I can't decide what it is that put me off him in the first place. But what I do think, and I do think your second point is valid, that I'm just kind of beyond caring at the moment <laughs> with who the manager is because I think if that. If he came in under somebody else, I'd be much happier and I'd be going, right, there's a young British manager. He's had a good, fairly good experience at MK Dons. Let's give him a chance. Give him two, three years and just see what happens. Like we did with Powell when he came in. Yeah. But that's, you know, if we lose a few games and we're only in 10th in March, is he really even going to be here? Yeah. Absolutely. And all of this stuff that he's saying, all of the positivity he's building and the relationships he's starting to try and build with fans just doesn't matter. So. I think you're you're right, Tom. Like we've we've always had a history of having quite strong attachments to our managers, mm. other than Pards and um, what's his name? How you guys? How you Ian Dowie. Oh, right. Ian Dowie. Inst- Didn't he from Goonies? <laughs> Got you now. <laughs> Sloth or whatever his name was. Um, but other than that, we've always had quite a, quite good relation, good mm. emotional relationships with our managers, um, and I think. Part of me is frightened yeah. to get that attachment with him because 100%. we, as as we're going at the moment, what is the longest amount of time that anyone's been? Mm. Is it Guy? About half an hour, isn't it? At the minute, Guy. <laughs> so it, it's really hard to. Oh, you get you get your hopes up and you get excited, like we did in the summer with Russell, and then three months, what three months later, he's gone. So there's kind of a reluctance on my part to get too enthusiastic, yeah. not through any fault of his, more to protect my own emotional well-being. No, yeah. no, no, I get that. I, I absolutely get that. I think that's a decent point. Guy was, although he was the longest, was possibly the first time that happened as well because obviously Powell. Um, but then when Bob came in, Bob Peters, you know, there was times where people were behind him and... Uh, oh, I never liked Bob. In, when Riga came in and saved us, he had a good-ish relationship with the fans, <coughs> despite coming through the network. So, 
even they had chances and times. But Do you know? I think uh, you know, like Bob Peters had a chant. About yeah. Him. Okay, yeah. it was a bit jokey about his hair or whatever, but there were a section of the North Upper chanting. Russell Slade had it for about a week, and will Carl get it at all, or are people like us just thinking, well, what's the point? Because mm. he won't be no, here. It and is a not fair really point. Fair on him. No, I get that. Sebo's just just spot on with this, and I, this is one of the things that I think we were probably trying to get at. Seb Lewis says. Carl Robinson is one of those people that if he's on the opposition, you hate him. But if he's on your side, you love having him on your side. So, yeah. um, And Garmy Head Chef says, he's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty (laughs) guy. No, he's not. Like a little tip to the uh, Monty Python. (laughs) Thank you very much. I might try and dig that audio out a a bit later on. I might play that. Um, Weirdly as well, there's been a bit of a conversation about the man who managed to get in the East Yes. Today, yes. the one was he man one of, was he one of ours or one of theirs? He's one of ours. He was one of ours, and he was trying to harass the uh, MK end. And was he and, what, on his own? Yeah. Oh, bless him. Maybe he had a few too many beers <laughs> and got lost on the way back from the toilet. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apparently, that was the most entertaining part of the game. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it did. <laughs> Uh, it seems no, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I can't remember was it first or second half. I don't know. I can't remember myself now. But uh, yeah, it was. Um, I, I was just trying to make out because he was he was having a go towards the end at them kid. But when he first came down, I thought they were cheering him. So I'm wondering. Uh, I thought, well, he must have come from their end. How else would he have got that far? No, if you can get from North Lower. No, yeah, I know. Yeah, east, yeah. So um, uh, one of ours, <laughs> willing to take on all comers, clearly. Well, he still had the uh, the safety of the corner. That you can't <laughs> what do you think? Do you think? <laughs> that's right. I know they right. can't get me. So they can't get yeah. to me anyway. I, I'm, I'm I'm erring on the the former. I think he was. Uh, <laughs> he's, my, he's my newfound hero. Uh, um, are we are we talking about the MK players yet, or are we wait until later? Yeah, can well do it a bit later. We've yeah? got, so have we got yeah, match, I've got a couple. We've got, we got yeah. some match emails as well, uh, Tom. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Um, so John Rolfe emailed this was about a week ago actually saying that he's one of the 4,000 I'm assuming meaning giving up his ticket mm-hmm. uh, and he wanted to come back uh, this would have been the last game uh, till he found out they wanted to charge £32 to sit in his old seat in the that must have been the Sheffield one was it yeah, I don't know how much they were charging yesterday I didn't, uh, I didn't no, was it a tenner yesterday I think yeah it was like, it's tenner for so, adults anyway yeah Yeah, so he's obviously not happy with the prices £32 that a lot isn't it? they must have classed the Sheffield because they're near the top as oh, they, as a, as a, was it a gold, gold or whatever yeah, yeah. Um, Clive Richardson has emailed in as well uh, says does anyone know if there's an official policy on bag searches at the Valley I was stopped for the fir- uh, for search for the first time in 60 years yesterday and when I asked what would happen if I declined was advised that I would be ejected from the ground do you know, I think there is a policy on bag search. I mean, yeah. don't quote me on it, but I, I seem to remember uh, com- when I was in, in the covenant, when, my, um, when I was sat in the covered end, mm. that um, my daughter, I think, had her bag search when she went in once. I think it's basically to make sure you haven't got big full bottles of Coke that you, that well, you throw on a picture and stuff. Well, I think with the I mean, nowadays height and terrorist alert, yeah. So I think, um, I mean, I've been to loads of away grounds and had my handbag searched. Mm. Loads. I'm and sure like, they've taken policy. bottles of perfume off me and all sorts. I got so. my, actually, I got my laptop search, uh, bag searched mm. uh, going up to the um, one well, up to the to the commentary position on that that. Yeah, uh, on the and I, yeah, well. I think I think um, obviously London's still on quite high mm, alert. Uh, look, I'm sure there were other reasons as well, Clive. I'm sure yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they were looking for banners and stuff. Don't don't get me wrong, but so but uh, I think there is a policy. Whether or not they always carry it out 100 percent is another issue, of course. I think it's a ra- it's a random. I must just look dodgy. I think I've <laughs> I been searched say, at every away ground I've ever been to. <laughs> and t- Tom's certainly not going to say because he's far too close to you. Mm. 
I had, a, I had one of the little. Uh, I think I was the only person in the ground who had the little pig taken off me when I did you? that game. Yeah, it well, fell out of my coat pig. pocket. Oh, that and he was went running gift. across to get it and asked for it back, and he said I wasn't allowed a pig in the ground. Ah uh, well, I, I'd never. There might be a bylaw on that somewhere mm. about pigs in grounds. Piggish. It was. That <laughs> That's was, just piggish. If, if you'd have been a, if you'd have been an OB or something, you can uh, sort of probably got a flock of pig, pigs you can drive through the town yeah. centre. But until then, oh well, that time will come. <laughs> Um, Jim Dutton's emailed in uh, and this is about uh, Carl Robinson he says hi all I sat right behind Robinson and he's the polar opposite of Slade I like the way he interacted with the crowd pulling faces when things went wrong applauding comments from the crowd he agreed with he's clearly decided that getting the fans on his side is a priority and judging by the smiling faces in the crowd behind him he's made a decent start when one fan gave the ref some verbal Robbo turned round and said thanks mate If I get, fi- uh, I get fined if I do that so you keep it up <laughs> He was more entertaining than the match. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's. He was giving the uh, ref's assistant a, a, a bit of an earful. There a were a couple of absolute, absolute howlers yesterday. I mean, nothing, oh, nothing yes. that really affected the outcome again. of the game. But there was, there were some absolute corkers. Not just for us, for them as well. Oh, both for us. I know, obviously, that was FA Cup, but in the league as well, it's just bizarre. Yeah. Um, Katie Buckland has emailed in. Uh, hi, Louis and Co. Obviously, Louis not here, but Louis's not here. He's shopping. He's Christmas shopping. He's in, oh, is he? Yeah. Well, he's cat cuddling. Is he? He's cat cuddling. Uh, oh, that's yeah, now. He's cuddling I think his he's, cat. Oh, okay. Well, either way. Either way. Yeah. He's not here, but I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Um, she says, "I went to yesterday's game and was disappointed with the result. Although we didn't play excellently either half, the second half was better and should have scored." I've noticed that Lookman has been targeted by the players as a threat, which he is, and has been bruised and battered as a result. Think we shouldn't start him on Saturday and maybe bring on a sub. Uh, I was pleased with Robbo's communication with the boys throughout the game. Shame he couldn't win first time, but still have a replay. I'd like to go quite far this year in the cup. Can't see promotion for us, but maybe playoffs this year. The the Adam O'Lookman thing's a question mm. I wanted to ask. Actually, mm. um, I I'm in full agreement with Katie. Actually, yeah, um, I and are, I think uh, I think there may be a time. I mean, obviously, especially when Holmes is fit. But uh, I would be tempted to play Chickson on the left and Pataka on the right mm. and then give Addy a break because he is definitely being targeted no question bring him on as an impact sub if we have to but I think as a, as a what 18 year old um, he's, yeah. he's, I think it's unfair that he gets that sort of, and, and Carl Robinson mentioned his thing he's not prepared to put people's um, uh, health at risk mm. I think there's got to be a case for there may come a time when one injury could be just one injury too much mm. and I think uh, I wouldn't be I mean I know that some of the fans will say no we've got to play our best players and I get that but there's going to come a time I'd rather have him protected than miss him for a half a season. He won't be our best player if he carries on yeah. getting 10 lumps of it. I mean, it's entirely possible he'll be gone by January anyway. But that, so well, that, and, that and, and I think that's, that's the problem Cole's got at the moment is if he does drop him, everyone will be like, oh, we're only doing that because yeah, we want to keep yeah. him fit so we can sell him. But actually, we've got to think, and we had this discussion earlier in the season when people were banging on about why is he not starting, why is he not starting? You've got a, there's a there's a big massive argument, and funny enough, they've been talking about it on Talk Sport quite a lot lately in regards to the England setup about bring, whether to bring youth through or not. And they say, well, if they're up, if they're old enough to start in a first team game, they should be able to manage anything. But at the same time, if any of us thought back to when we were 18 years old, mm. would we be able to handle that sort of pressure? They have training. They have media training, they have all that sort of like work done and support, mental health stuff now, but at the same time, he's still an 18-year-old boy. Absolutely. And he's going to come up against players who are 
more worldly wise that are experienced they know how to uh, mm. how to kick you up in the air without necessarily getting booked and stuff and so I mean I remember when I was uh, playing a long 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 time ago uh, and my my first few games were I thought I was the best thing since sliced bread and mm. uh, I played every game and I was I was only young in in a, in a very senior setup I came up against a side where this guy just knew how to play just knew he was he was a much older than me center half he just knew how to play uh, and to to knock me off my stride and every time the um, the the ball was at a different end you get a knee in your back of your kneecap yeah. uh, you'd have it in your thigh um, and every time you try to turn, I turn and run away he he just uh, just sly kick yeah. mm. and uh, there were just certain stuff and at corners and set pieces they'd be treading on your toes and all that sort of stuff um, and you just you yeah. you know you come up against players that are experienced and can do that to you now. I think Addy's done superbly well, and I think uh, that free kick that uh, could have won us the game would have been a perfect two fingers up at all those blokes. Mm. But it's happened. It's it's now probably four or five games in a row where he's been targeted. Mm. I mean, really targeted. Mm. Uh, the Sheffield United game was, was verging on criminal at yeah. times, um, and uh, I think it may be time to take him out of the firing line. I think, it's especially great, if we're keeping him. By the way, it's a great proving ground for him, and it's a great place for him to learn. But. Mm. We've got our own examples in Ahern Grant and, yeah. and Joe Piggott, for example, who came in and had to play week in, week out, and they just burnt out. I think if you look at players at Rashford last year when he burst on the scene this year, not been so great. Mm. Walcott, when he was young, was a bit hit and miss. Shelby, when he went to Liverpool, OK, he didn't get much game time, but th- at that age, you do take a while to find your stride. And he's in a league where he can learn how to cope with these people kicking lumps out of him, but at the same time, he's young, and he can't really be forced to do that every week. So... I don't think, as you say, I don't know how Bataka played yesterday, but when we've got him there and Chickson, who's started to come in a little bit more and looked all right, why not give him a break mm. just for a week or two and, like you say, have him on the bench if we need him? Yeah, I'd like to talk about Bataka because I thought um, first half he was our only threat. Uh, it didn't happen a lot, but when he did get the ball, he was exciting. Good. Maybe one too many stepovers potentially, but uh, we did look like uh, a team that was more dangerous when he was on the ball. And then second half, he sort of came into his own, I think, uh, because he got a bit more freedom because the midfield started to work harder mm. and work better, and there was more space a little bit about, uh, so he could operate in. Uh, and no, I thought, I mean, I'd been a bit concerned um, because I think I've mentioned a few times you know, people saying, "Why isn't he playing?" And I'm thinking, well, maybe it's because. He doesn't do the defensive side of, of mm. the job. Maybe he's, he's, a, he's a loose cannon that, that yeah, but yesterday, yesterday, no, yesterday I've yeah, got to put he, all my hands up. Absolutely, he lost the ball on, on a couple of occasions, like you're saying. He's doing his his uh, his skills. His flicky leggy silky thing. Mm. silky skills. Dan Dan. He did a lovely cross. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
term ones. He just forgot there were two players yeah. the outside of it. <laughs> and then, I think he did the nuts at one point and all. But but then he was chasing it down yeah, after. Yeah. So if he lost the ball, he was chasing after it. And then um, he, he actually won it back on, on one of the occasions. And you're like, good on him. No, I so think I think I'll, he might have a start next week as yeah, well. Yeah, I hope it. he does. I think he deserves it. He's been yeah. very patient. He has. Um, and we're going to lose him in, in, when is the African Cup of Nations is that in January, oh, January. As well? yeah. Yeah. so we're going to lose him as well in January so mm. um, Holmes he better get uh, fit a bit quick yeah yeah. I'm not sure he did say I don't think I think he said that he's, he's healing quicker than they thought it was going to but he's I mean it, it was almost like you would have thought he had been shot in the foot from that stamp on his foot oh it was horrible when it happened it's disgusting um, yeah um Seb, Seb Ozzy, uh tweeted us again, actually. He says, Cole Robinson said in his press conference how Deli Ali was targeted by opposition players when he was at MK Dons, when he was on loan. Uh, was he on loan to MK yeah, Dons? Was, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking of which, did you see that outrageous dive he did yesterday? <laughs> I didn't know. Deli Ali, absolutely. But Watch I, it later, I think it's brilliant. If, if you can... Because someone like Addy is such a calm, quiet, shy boy... Mm. So you can't see him reacting in a way that some other young players might turn around and like hit him back or something mm. like tugging. He's he's not got that about. He's not in his nature. But I think psychologically, it could affect him if he's if then it's like if you're constantly getting battered every week. Well, every time the ball comes towards you, get to then get to the point yeah. thinking yeah. I'm I just won't try because they're just going to kick me. Mm. Right, well, just just before, I mean, is there any more um, emails? uh, Uh, The only other email on uh, the game is Bob Knight, who is actually talking more about Robinson's, I don't know if it's press conference or the the one you just did with him after the game yesterday, but he says, surely the players you have should dictate the formation you play. Robinson shouldn't alter the way Nugent set up until he can bring in his own players. Because I know Robinson, when he first came in, was talking about, although he likes to play 4-5-1, 4-4-2's been working here and maybe... He's going to have to adapt to that. That's so. a fair point. I said, to, to a certain extent, I think he did yesterday. I don't. Mm. He didn't do anything wildly expensive. We didn't do like a four-one-three-one-two yeah. or anything. Any any of that malarkey. It was uh, it was a flat four-four-two. So. Not like Roland suggested. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> we will be we'll be talking about that. You know, we've got uh, we've got forty minutes of the show left. We're gonna gonna play an interview with um, with uh, Piercy, who came into the studio after the game uh, just before. By the way, and he had to rush off because he came into the interview, didn't want to hang around too long. And, and Carl Robinson was, was in the main press room, so he probably knew he was in for a long wait. <laughs> so he did the interview with me and then zoomed off, so he didn't go into the main press room uh, because of the um, players' Christmas party. <laughs> uh, I think it was yesterday, or the players' Christmas drink. Uh, I, I don't think it was a party as such. It was all out on on the bevies. But apparently, uh, and rumour has it that uh, this happens a lot uh, with um, with football players. Fancy dress could have been involved. <laughs> so what we want uh, for the for after the, after we play the uh, Piercy interview, and probably uh, after about eight o'clock, we'll we'll finish off the uh, the yesterday's match discussions from eight o'clock. Um, fancy dress. What would you expect our players to wear? Uh, so if you had to pick a fancy dress, keep it clean. Yeah, yeah, well, you can do. It. If you put, if, you, if they're not clean, we can't read them out. So it's, it's up to you guys. True. Um, so uh, what uh, what what fancy dress would you put to what player? That's what we want. Uh, the, uh, the 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 funnier the better, obviously. Uh, so we want that after eight o'clock, as well as um, who uh, who the MK Dons players uh, you might think we could pick up. Uh, uh, that's uh, that's a possibility if we do manage to get through. To, to the next round who do you expect to get and not who do you want who do you expect to get in the third round because uh, we're not we're not probably that lucky are we for from a decent amount of yesterday I thought we were going to get Solihull Moors 
which I thought was a distinct possibility. It's not anymore, but... Uh, oh, I'd love to get Luton. Would you? love to get Luton. Luton away or Luton at home? Luton at home. Okay. All right, so that's uh, those are the options. Those are the discussions we want to take on after, after 8 o'clock. In the meantime, let's hear from... Uh, uh, from Jason Pierce, who came to the studio after yesterday's game. Joined by Jason Pierce in the studio after uh, probably a frustrating uh, goalless draw in this FA Cup game against MK Dons. Uh, Pierce, how did you how did you see that pan out? Yeah, obviously, um, first half first half was disappointing. Um, obviously, the gaffer's come in and, and he's got new ideas of how he, how he wants us to play. Um, and obviously, the lads are trying to take that on board, but I think it's going to take a little bit of time. But obviously, it can't take too long because obviously we need we need to keep on getting the results. Um, but second half, I thought we sh- we done we done better. We pressed pressed the ball better and, and put them under a lot of pressure um, to win the ball back. And then it's just obviously making take, making that pressure turn into goals. Was that uh, as simple as that? With the manager uh, Carl Robinson going in at half time and telling you to do something a little bit different than you were in the first half, and because it, it was a much better performance in that second half. Yeah, I think. Um, the gaffer had a go at us uh, at half time and, and probably rightly so. Um, we need we needed to press the ball better as a team. Um, we give we give them a bit too much respect and we're letting them play out a bit too much. And um, they had a lot of the ball and we we want to dominate at home, especially at home um, in games. Um, but obviously MK Dons is where the gaffer just come from and, and his ideas that he's trying to put to us. Obviously that he's been with them sort of six years, I think it is. Um, so it's no harder team to play against when, when they, they know exactly how he wants to play. So, but no, I think um, we're we're obviously pleased to get a clean sheet. But obviously disappointed not to win the game. Um, but obviously we've got a replay, so hopefully we can, we can go get go there and win win the game. You yeah, speak about clean sheets as a defender, and uh, and, and with the back four you got uh, again another slight change with Ezri coming in at right back, and then uh, uh, Tesh coming in, having to come in uh, immediately afterwards. Uh, and Dylan Phillips, a new keeper behind you, you must be delighted with the clean sheet. Yeah, no, I would, obviously as a defender, um, that's, that's what we want to get keep keep getting clean sheets. So that's what we we try and do. But obviously it's a team game um, and, and it's a t- team performance, and we got a clean sheet as a team and. Um, unfortunately, we did. We didn't get the the win we we wanted uh, to get through to the next round. But yeah, and no, I mean, obviously Dylan's come in. Dex Dex been outstanding this year, and Dylan's come in, young lad, come through the ranks here, and and, he, and he's been brilliant when he when he's been called upon. And um, we'll see see how it continues. As a as a player, uh, have you experienced the manager coming in halfway during a season, or or a, a midway, or partway during a season? So you've had to change. Have you experienced that before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Wigan, um, it happened to me at Leeds. It happened. I, yeah, so, sort uh, of become a more of a regular thing in football now. If, if the managers aren't getting the time, always get the time. If the results aren't coming, then they, they chop and change it. So, I think obviously, um, I think hopefully, obviously, this this gaff will get get some time um, to put his stamp on how he wants us to play. And, and all the lads are really excited, and, and we're trying to buy into how he wants us to play. So having experienced before, how difficult is it to, to change from one manager's uh, methods uh, and training regimes and, and outlooks to another one? Um, I think I think it's, it depends on how, how the manager goes about it. This, obviously, um, the gaffer has come in, and because and and we've been on a good bit of form, um, he hasn't wanted to change too much, but obviously he still wants to put his stamp on it. Um, he, he wants us to, to not fear to fear teams and, and show what we can do as a team. And we're, we're obviously Charlton Athletic, a big club um, at this level, especially. And, and um, we, we need to start performing better um, overall at home and away. So he, he's going to try and put that stamp on, and we're going to try and 
obviously put that right on the pitch. I appreciate you joining us, Jason. The, uh, the room outside is now freezer and, uh, and Carl's going to come in. So uh, thank, you. Um, thank you very much. Cheers, Jason. No worries, Cheers, So that was Jason Pearce coming in the studio after uh, yesterday's uh, FA Cup draw, which means we've got a replay probably around the 13th. Uh, we're not entirely sure. I don't know if that uh, telly could be involved or not, but uh, it may be d- depend on other replays as well. Uh, Based that, on that first round, I imagine. Yeah, well, yeah, they're not going to be falling over themselves. <laughs> probably not. Uh, so we don't know exactly, but we are sort of guessing it'll be... Uh, around the 13th so uh, which uh, I could be in real trouble of uh, trying to make because I'm supposed to be in Belgium then uh, we'll see see how that goes oh are you uh, yep. where are you up to, to? Uh, that's where my head office is oh. sadly um, yeah I don't get a say in it you're not driving a cab over there are you well we've got to talk about that sort of stuff uh, yep um, we had a, a tweet from Roland time to go <laughs> saying that Bataco is more comfortable flicking the ball over his head than passing it along the ground <laughs> He did one very good one of those, by the way. He did a couple not so good, but he did one very mm. good. Mm. Uh, um, and Bob Lipscomb said, I'm not unhappy with Carl, especially as Lee Bowyer threw his hat in the ring before Carl was No, he appointed. didn't, did he? Yeah, did he really? Yeah. I didn't know that. He'd done an interview with one of the sports channels. I can't remember which one it was now. But, um, yeah, he was he was um, chucking his hat in there. Does, is he doing anything, Lee Bowyer, coaching-wise, or, uh, uh, or uh, a team? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Chucking hats around. Chucking hats <laughs> yeah. around. Yeah, things you'd be, around you'd be frightening. He strikes me as a chucker. Yeah, he? yeah, he I think. Yeah, he would. He would do now. Yeah, <laughs> I think there was an incident in McDonald's uh, once or twice, about about potentially. Something. Um, yeah. Apparently, allegedly. Allegedly, the, <laughs> we'll talk about that. I didn't even know he was. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't even know he was in the uh, in the, in the coaching business, Lee Bowyer. But He's probably I not. If, yeah, I mean, no, probably not. Um, you do wonder. I mean, he was a. A fairly vocal uh, sort, Lee Bowyer. Yeah, uh, you do wonder I would whether imagine he'd make a, a decent manager. I think he'd be quite annoying. I think. Do you think? Well. Yeah. Yeah. Remember I when Chris Powell got the job, Dennis Wise was high in the odds there. Oh. Was similar, quite aggressive. I would, Irritating. Not a lot of coaching experience that I'm aware of. I would. I think I probably would lose the will to live if Dennis Wise never came in. I, I, I genuinely Dream mean team, that. Those yeah. <laughs> uh, right. I mentioned also that, um, <laughs> mentioned that we've got a few d- discussion topics, but uh, we've also got uh, an interview that Louis. Uh, uh, had with uh, Mike from the Belgian 20. We've had uh, already, of course, um, uh, a fairly widespread coverage of the taxi going over to Belgium and uh, going into uh, Mr. De Chatelet's backyard. Uh, well, the Belgian 20 have done that and then maybe gone a little bit uh, a little bit beyond and uh, above and beyond because uh, the video I've seen on um, on YouTube via uh, via the Twitter um, uh, tag of uh, of the Belgian 20. Um, shows they actually uh, got to meet uh, our owner and uh, and handed over um, a little package. Uh, so we're going to have that interview. I think I'll probably do that first and let everybody listen to that. If you don't know it already, then uh, it's uh, Mike from the Belgian 20. They went across to, to Belgium, um, went to St. Truden, uh, with the uh, under the request from St. Truden fans, so uh, it's not something that uh, Charlton fans did off, uh, just by themselves. There were St. Truden fans there as well, and had a sort of um, 
uh, a gathering of mutual dislike, I think is probably the uh, the fairest thing I can say to that. So this is Mike from the Belgian 20. Hopefully, uh, I haven't heard this, so um, this will be new to me as well. Talking to Louis about uh, the experience in Belgium. Right, joined on the phone now by Mike, who is a, a member of the Belgium 20 group that's uh, once again gone over gone over to Belgium this week uh, weekend. Mike, uh, it looks like you guys have had another busy weekend. Yeah, it was it was very successful. Um, can I just say, first of all, that we're a diverse group, young people, middle-aged, old. I'm the oldest at 70. Um, this time we had three children with two family groups, uh, women with us, um, and that makes it a great weekend. Yeah, so, so from what I've seen... Uh, looking at the videos that the, the, the group put on Twitter, it looks like you went over to, a, was it a St. Trudent game and you, and you got involved with the St. Trudent fans, first of all? We did, yes. We, we had two aims. It was to make uh, more contacts with the St. Trudent fans. Um, their club is called STVV. And also to give to Mr. Duchatelet our Christmas messages that the fans have been making up on the website and we've made into Christmas cards, um, over 100, and also some little punchy lines from those um, long letters um, we've given to, to him as Christmas cards. Um, and we didn't expect to really find him. We looked, and uh, we thought we'd uh, post them. And uh, then, in the end, we did. We did find him, and uh, they were handed over to him. Yeah. Where, whereabouts did you find him? In one of his um, restaurants and uh, social areas, in the VIP section, actually. All oh, right, and all oh, right, and and so what was what was Roland's reaction when uh, I think uh, a lot of people would have seen the video? But what was his reaction when when he was given the letters? What did he say? Well, I was I was about twenty yards away, and uh, it was all very very civilized, low key. Um, but he, he didn't really want to take them. But uh, I understand he asked uh, if we were C-A-R-D, as he said. And um, our man said, uh, no, it's uh, Charlton fans. And he said, in that case, I will take them. Mm. And actually his wife take, took them. And A big um, pack yeah. um, of his letters. Um, what sort of things were were in these letters? And you said you said it was stuff that Charlton fans have been sending into you. What sort of messages were were you giving to Roland there? Uh, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure most people know. It's it's been going on for nearly three years now. It's uh, seven eight managers changing. It's the response um, from the CEO Katrina Meyer. Um, the fact that she's um, not we don't feel she's giving us the truth at all. Um, and we have so many players now that have been loaned out. And we understand we're still paying a big part of their wages, but we can't play them. So it's a big mess. Um, that's part of it. I mean, how long have you got? Can I go on? Keep going, keep going. So the squad is unbalanced. We have about six um, good centre-backs. I think five seniors plus uh, cons has come through this year. And no... Um, no energy in midfield. And I, we could see this in July, in the pre-season games. Now, I don't believe that's the, man, the old manager's fault, Slade. That, that's down to the CEO as well. So, uh, it, it's, the squad is unbalanced. 
Um, and I hope the new manager will, will get funds to put it right. So last time the Belgium 20 went over, I understood they were, they were tipped off as to the whereabouts of Roland Duchatelet when they found him in his restaurant. Did, did you, were you guys working with, with locals again to, to find him, or was it you sort of stumbled across him? Uh, we were, him? yes, making more contacts, making more contacts. And um, then talking also with the, the STVV fans, because their contacts are not all fans. They're people who work in distant places, um, close to Mr. Duchatelet. But with the STVV fans, we were talking a lot about possible joint action, and we, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, because I've, I've seen the video where I think one of the Charlton guys starts off a song and it looks like some of the, the locals join in with the We Want Roland Out song. So are you, the impression you got from the locals was they had similar, oh, they, similar feelings? Yes, they Yes, they did. Um, that was what you might call the ultras, the, 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 the um, covered end, as you might call them. Yeah. It was, and that was brilliant. Yeah. And, uh, Exciting you, time. You actually saw a game out there as well, was that? They, they beat someone 1-0? That, that was the game, yes, yeah. that was the game. It was <laughs> um, not a brilliant game. They uh, uh, won 1-0, and uh, they were second to bottom. I think they were playing the bottom club, I think. Yeah. And they uh, they need the points. Um, rather like Cholton, they need the points. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so this is well, I'm lost count of the amount of times the Belgium twenty have gone over now. How, how many times have you personally gone over on these trips? I this is my only my second time, and I'm not an organizer. There are guys that put in a lot of hard work. Um, I won't say who they are, but they know who they are, and they're doing a fantastic job. Yeah. And uh, do, do you feel like you're you're sort of you know you're getting the reaction you want from uh, A from Roland and B from perhaps the Charlton fans as well? Well, we just don't know, do we? Mm. As far as Roman goes, uh, that's part of Jon Gain's story. He's in Belgium, and we don't uh, get too much reaction. Personally, I, I feel like every time we do get a reaction, then he's getting... He's not happy about it. That's my personal opinion. And last time we went out and videoed him having a live feed, <laughs> we got a reaction. <laughs> so... I think we might get a reaction this time. And, we'll see. Yeah, and uh, we're not giving up. That's for sure. Yeah. Do, do you think he'll uh, he'll end up reading all those messages? And if so, I guess you'll hope he'll he'll get, he'll get the idea of of, of all these different Charlton uh, fans, what they've uh, all sent to them. Uh, we hope so. Um, they won't be lost. I think um, they will be published. Um, and there are some of them absolutely brilliant. Um, people a lot more eloquent than myself have contributed. So um, they won't be. Will never be lost. And what can I say? I, I certainly hope Roland will will read them. And the way his wife took them, she she had a smile on her face, and he was very uh, reasonable at the time. Um, so we'll we'll see. So coming away from uh, from Roland, uh, new manager in. What, what have you made of Carl Robinson so far? Well, obviously, I, it's too early to say. He talks a good talk, doesn't he? Yeah, he's very enthusiastic. Um, he's He's got a promotion uh, with was it MK Donners, we met, yes. Um, so we shall have to see. It's all in the future. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it depends if we can get a balanced squad with, with some energy in midfield, I feel, um, is the way to go. Yeah, hopefully so. Right, Mike, thanks yeah. for joining us. It's uh, always fascinating to find out how these, these trips overseas go. They, um, they're, they're always well covered, and uh, I'm sure you guys, uh, I know you're doing it for a, for a noble cause, but I'm sure you guys quite enjoy it as well, so... 
we we do because St Trudens a nice, very nice town, nice people. Excellent, excellent yeah. stuff. Well, thanks for joining us on the phone this evening. Thanks for joining us on Charlton Live, and uh, hopefully we'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Cheers. So there we are. That was uh, Mike from the Belgian Twenty, uh, just describing the trip over to uh, St Truden, uh, meeting with the St Truden fans, and handing over uh, some messages to Mr Roland Shuttley. <clears throat> How effective do you expect that to be? In terms of actually reading the letters, I think we'd be surprised if he did. What I do think is that we know or have it on good authority that he doesn't like us going over there and disturbing him over in Belgium. Um, from the look of the video, everyone was very polite and respectful in terms of meeting him and, and giving him the details. So I saw the video. He looked actually quite um, uh, affable to, to the fact that he was he was approached yeah. rather, <coughs> rather uh, than just telling him to uh, uh, go away with a mm, flea in his ear. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I think that... that as we, we seem to hear, bothers him. So, I don't know. that We've got to keep trying, haven't we? We don't know really how effective any of these protests are um, until such time that they decide that it's time to move on. But um, credit to them for trying. And I think one of the, Absolutely. the Belgian 20 tweeted something today that said, I think, I don't know if somebody was being critical of them. I know some people have been in the past with some of the things they've done, but they said, look, we're all doing different things, but we're all here for the same goal, and that's, that's to get him out. And <clears throat> you know, we might not do things the way you would, but I'm sure Card don't, and I'm sure the people who don't protest at all don't. So we've just, as we've said many times on this show, got to be respectful of everyone's views and credit them for doing something that they believe is right for their club. Yeah, and we all want the same end game. I think that's the yeah. that's the crucial thing here. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> fair play to them for that. But do I think that he'll read them? Oh, I wonder if he's got somebody who reads things for him. Possibly. When you have that sort of money, do you, mm. do you employ people to read stuff for you? Fan mail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Which maybe is not. Effectively <laughs> kind of Ish. Yeah. <laughs> of sorts. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'd, 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 I'll be very intrigued. I mean, uh, mm. Mike said that they've been kept for uh, uh, for posterity. I'd love to, to uh, yeah, read I'd a like few. To I think I seem to see on Twitter, and I've got to get back to it. Freddie Saunders said he sent one, and he's and he's okay. um, and he's posted it up. So I'll, I'll have a good look at that, just to see. Uh, I'd, I'm intrigued just to mm. see how people put their points across. Mm. Uh, I'm hoping it's not just um, <laughs> sort of vitriol and uh, and abuse, which I don't expect it would be. Actually, I, I'm pretty sure our fans are a, a bit cuter than that. I think they're yeah, a bit. Give them a bit more credit. Absolutely, yeah, I think they'll be yeah. quite humorous, hopefully. But while we're on the subject of that, I think uh, we got an email in, which I think came a little bit too late for Thursday. Yeah, so, talking uh, of fan mail, yeah. we've um, we've had an email from Robin Lisbon. Uh, Hi guys, at least all this chaos is likely to increase your audience over the coming months, <laughs> which is true. Not... Often, listenership goes up, doesn't it, when we're in crisis? Well, certain reaction does. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, he says, personally, I have enjoyed and largely agreed with your views on and off the field. And right now, I hope we can continue to rely on you all in the studio to support Card and encourage fans not to split away. There is a danger of fans splitting over Carl if we're not careful. Roland is playing us just like he has over the past three years. The recent revelations from getting to know the network aren't anything we didn't already suspect or know. But like Card and others behind the scenes, they've done an amazing job. And with more horror stories and regime knee jerks to come, I hope fans take Card's view that no matter what Roland says or does, we must all pull together and do what it takes to remove him from our club. To remove him, there is, however, only one option. We need to stick together and back Card and the protests. The bad publicity is the only way to bring pressure on Roland to convince him to finally open up negotiations and sell to a new owner. I have always been in favour of supporting the team and not the regime, but if fans split over Card's objectives and the protests fade away, just be aware that we will be killing the club under Roland's governance. Have you considered that his clever and cunning endgame included bringing in the likes of Carl to simply split fans? If not, think again. You will not. Uh, you will see in more revelations to come in that Roland's endgame is in fact relocation, not premiership. 
I'm sure listeners will be intrigued to know that at this critical juncture what you guys now think. <clears throat> Interesting points. Um, I uh, agree with some, or most actually. Uh, mm. I do. Um, I don't think, um, <clears throat> uh, as we've said before, I think some fans um, just aren't in favour of protest. Yeah. Whether that's because they just don't believe in it, they, because they believe in something completely different, or it's just not their uh, their type of thing. It might yeah. just be that that's not they want to get involved in, which you've got to respect. But um, the one the one thing I'm, I'm still intrigued on, and I know Robin's um, given this um, view a few times about the relocation mm. uh, and uh, moving away from the valley, which he uh, Robin seems to think is an absolutely certain mm. guarantee. I'm still not entirely convinced of that, if I'm honest. Uh, I'm, I don't see any indication of it as yet. Now, if there is stuff that getting to know the network bring out in the last two or the next two instalments that uh, changes my view on that, then I'll hold my hands up and say, uh, Robin, you're absolutely right. Just at the moment, I don't see it uh, anywhere in in anything I've seen. I go through spells. Sometimes I believe some of the stuff I read and other times I don't. Obviously, I think we all certainly hope it's not the case, but... um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not necessarily convinced by that yet. I think his point, which is something we just covered before we read the, uh, the email about sticking together, is crucial. I agree with him 100 percent on that. Um, Absolutely. And I think in terms of Carl splitting the fans, I think whilst I'm not necessarily sure that that's Roland's uh, objective in bringing Carl in, I think there will be some sceptics of him who do just think that it's PR spin in terms of the talks he's been giving. I think we've all said we've seen him as quite passionate and. He's starting to win maybe some of us round, but there's going to be people in the other camp who don't believe a word of it. But you can understand why, because um, as, as we as we, again we alluded to earlier on, the, um, you know we got that spin with uh, Russell Slade. You know mm. we had the, well, we've listened to you. It's it's a British manager. We've uh, we've we we've seen the error of our ways. Yeah. We're, we're in, Russell's in here for the long haul. We're we're building something now, and then three months later he's not here. So you can understand why people think that you know because yeah. uh, unless. Unless the, the, what they say or what people say in explanation of a, of, a, of a decision actually comes to fruition, then you can understand people being sceptical and not believing what's, what, what the next step is. It's, it's what Sue said earlier about having that connection to a manager. I still, I know I'm a Charlton fan, but I still hold that we have quite a unique bond with our managers, certainly since I've been a fan. And it is very difficult to have that confidence to do that now because you don't know how long they're going to be here. Agreed, hundred percent. And uh, anyway, thanks, uh, Robin, for your, for your email. As uh, as important as always, uh, as is everybody's uh, view on this. <laughs> um, I think um, the my own view is that the protest, in whatever form they they uh, they manifest themselves, um, and I do think some are more um, uh, effective than others, uh, have to continue. I think. Well, let me let me rephrase that slightly. I think <clears throat> the supporters' voices, in however they manifest themselves, have got to continue to be heard. Yeah, there's no possibility that they should stop because, you know, we had a. I I, I mentioned this back uh, a few times to to people, you know, back in what 1985. I think well, mm-hmm. just trying to guess. We we got turfed out of here, and we never had any option. Never had any uh, say. We had no uh, no time to do anything about it. And I think uh, given that time again, uh, how many people would have said, well, if we'd have if we'd have found out six months before, and we you know fans may have been able to muster something. To stop that happening, so I, you know, I don't think um, anybody should be uh, should be critical of fans who are now voicing their displeasure at what's going on uh, and disliking intensely what's going on, because they see it uh, and a lot of people see it, uh, and to, to a lesser extent, I'm one of them. 
that we can't make that same mistake again. We can't sort of go quietly, as it were. Mm. Uh, I, 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 I almost ranted into an Independence Day quite there. <laughs> <laughs> we can't go quietly into the night. We 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 can't. Uh, we can't. I don't think there's any one of us. If uh, if it happens again, want to want to be able to turn around and say we did nothing. I think mm. that's that's pretty much wrong. That we wouldn't let it that we wouldn't again. let it happen again. And I think uh, you can understand why people um, don't want uh, don't want to do that quietly. Yeah. And I'm, I'm more power to them. And I think as well, when you look at it, is a lot of the people that were involved in 85 and were involved in getting us back to the club are involved in what's going absolutely, on Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. No question about it. this club is, well, they are the heart and soul of this football club. And They're the, bi- the ones that have kept it going. Um, and the biggest mistake uh, the owners could make, Mr. De Chatelet in particular, would be to underestimate yeah, uh, Charlton fans, because uh, that would. Uh, well, I hope he does actually, because uh, because it couldn't get back to bite him in the backside. I think, um, and certainly from from my point of view, from a fan who you know I didn't start supporting Charlton until uh, you know early to mid nineties, I wouldn't have had a Charlton to support if it wasn't for those fans. So for me, uh, you know, each to their own. Absolutely, I respect those that don't choose to protest, um, but I can't thank the people that do enough because the people that did before gave me a club to support. So. And those doing it this time are hopefully getting that club back again. So. And there'll always be people who are more uh, on the front foot of this sort mm. of thing. There, yeah. are, there are people who are better at it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and 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 thank thank the Lord for that. You know, and, and thank Christ for it because because you know if it wasn't for them, uh, as you say, we probably wouldn't have a club to support at all. So, uh, uh, I think what I'm trying to say is uh, let's just get beyond everybody who's trying to do something. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and let them do it as well. And stick together, absolutely, one hundred percent. And uh, I, and I think just going on that, I just sorry, Terry, I no, just want to add on. something to that. Just because if we if we support Carl as a manager and this football team, don't take that as Supporting us not um, respecting the other side mm. of things. Absolutely, here here. Right, have we got anything on... Uh, on the, we've got... Uh, how long have we got? About uh, a quarter of an hour of the show left. Um, have we had any ideas on fancy dress or players we could nick? Or, yep. um, uh, we've got a couple we of players about, to remember. nick. <laughs> so, Bob Lips, Lips, Lipscomb... Sorry, Bob. He said Carruthers. Oh, he stole mine. That's who I'd take as well. Uh, the number seven, yeah. Thought he was their man of the match. He was um, their playmaker for sure. He was... Uh, when we did commentary at their place last year he was man yeah, of the match yeah. in that game I remember him <clears throat> bossing that one yeah um, we've got from Matt- Matthias Johnson um, Darren Potter yeah, he's their number eight. Uh, I mean, they're, they, they're a pair together, are they, in mm. midfield? And, uh, get them both, then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? What the hell? No, yeah. Actually, got let's get them all. Yeah, yeah, no. I think um, I don't disagree with... Um, I think we need... I do think we need an extra somebody in midfield. Somebody who can... Uh, I don't know, some, probably a mixture between um, Crofts and um, Overstead, yeah. who can actually get about and, and, and impose themselves, I suppose. Mm. Uh, which, at times, Crofts does. But at times he doesn't, mm. and I think a more consistent Crofty would be brilliant. Uh, oh, he was great yesterday. I'd, no, I'd, but there were still times mm. where he gave the ball away mm. needlessly. There was still first half he was missing because he was he was chasing shadows a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. so was uh, Freddie Overstead. He was he was almost non-existent because he wasn't able to get get control of the ball because mm. they bossed us. So we need somebody who's going to give that back. Mm. In my um, opinion, by the way. So. That's the only players we've had suggested okay. from him. Today. I'd still like to uh, so Dean Lewington, by the way, yeah. the left back. I certainly wouldn't take Kieran Agard. He can stay there. <laughs> May I? Didn't. Oh well. Um, 
Freddie Saunders says that Pat Bauer should actually dress up as the BFG. Mm. I'd know oh, yeah, absolutely. Well. That's a good call. Definitely. Um, don't know how you'd do that, really. Mm. Well, just stilts. Yeah. We wouldn't need stilts, well, would they? Stilts big and big ears. ears yeah. Big ears and wrinkles, <laughs> yeah. bald head, big nose. It's one of my favourite books. Right. Um, <laughs> oppositions for the next round. Oh, actually, Bob said. Uh, Lee Bowie done coaching badges, but he owns a fishing lake in France where he's lived for a while. Yeah, I've heard about the fishing lake. It was in France, is it? Oh, okay. Bet he gets on well over there. Get with a fish. <laughs> um, do, you reckon, do you reckon if they don't jump into his uh, fishing net, he just jumps in and nuts them? I nearly said <laughs> a swear <laughs> word <laughs> then. Like, he doesn't need a fishing rod, he just goes in and, yeah. and, and wrestle, them. wrestles them out <laughs> of the water. Um, <laughs> so we've got. Sebo thinks. Sebo says he thinks he's got this feeling that the winners of the replay, that MK, AFC will, Wimbledon, will play Ipswich at home. Oh, I'll take that. Yeah, do you think really? Um, mm. My family are all Ipswich. Oh, players, okay, it's a so personal it, thing. Fair yeah, enough. Fair personal. Uh, Bob thinks third round opponents has to be Palace. Oh, at home. No, oh, we're not that lucky. It'd be away, wouldn't no. it? It'd be away again. There. Thanks, It'd be great if that was the game that got Pardew the boot, but oh, oh. As you say, we're just not oh. that lucky, can you imagine? Are we? No, you were not that lucky, are we? But <laughs> Jacko scoring the last minute winner. Actually, if oh. I thought if I, if I thought it could be a, a real positive result, then I'd say yes yeah, all day. That would be day. the best day ever. <laughs> uh, and Ray says Ray Paman says Oxford United if they progress or Huddersfield surely. Yeah, we ain't played Huddersfield for. A season, a week or two, yeah, yeah for a week exactly. We yeah. haven't played them in the cup for, cup getting, for, for one season. Uh, getting withdrawal yeah. symptoms from Huddersfield. <laughs> um, our actual our groundsman Nathan, he actually had a dream that. Um, Can you say it on here? We were ball sixty two, and that we were we are ball sixty two. Yeah, I yeah. know, but this was before. Oh, really? Right, so Friday no. night. Friday That's night. That's too spooky. He had a dream That's that we weird. were ball sixty two, and we got drawn away to Man City. I'd take that all day long. Take that. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the few grounds I've not been to yet. Uh, I've gone to Old Trafford ever. Because so I like that. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Uh, I've not, but since I left Main Road, I've, I was at Main Road, but I've never been to. Yeah, the, I went the to new the new one. one. Um, not for a game. I went. I was when I was getting made redundant from here. I went for a job with. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was a long way to go for an interview. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, it was basically the national. Uh, Association for Disabled Supporters okay. were taking on um, someone, and they, because most of them were based up in Manchester, they asked me to go to Manchester for an interview. It's a long old stretch. Yeah, it's nice ground though. It looks it, <coughs> but yeah. it'd be one I could tick off. Um, <coughs> looking at the uh, who, who, who progressed uh, yesterday and uh, this afternoon, um, as I said, AFC Wimbledon beat uh, Curzon National. They were three nil down, by the mm. way. They scored three Saw goals that. in like two minutes Saw the highlights earlier. Um, and ended up winning 4-3. It was a bit like Bournemouth and Liverpool, were they? Bolton beat Sheffield United. Barrow beat Bristol Rovers. So Barrow's uh, a possible Barrow away, no, can thanks. you imagine? Uh, <coughs> Eastley and Halifax is another draw. Cambridge won. Uh, sadly, Millwall won against Braintree. So they're in the hat. Oh, no, thanks. Yeah, no. I know. We played them a week early. Oh, we play them in January. We, we, play, them in, anyway. we, play, them, we play them on the 21st anyway. So why can't so we, we do a, can we do a double header, do you think? So on the same day, what back to back game? Back to back, just do it, or just or just say actually just everything on this one game: yeah. the FA Cup, the league, the lot. So whoever wins the game gets a free points and in the next. Yeah, absolutely, I'll, yeah. I'll go along with it. 
Uh, at the very least, it will cut down on the fixtures, wouldn't it? Mm. Um, elsewhere, uh, Port Vale beat Hartlepool. So, um, woke uh, Accrington. Accrington Stanley is still in it. That'd be a game to go to. Accrington Stanley. I've not been to that ground Who either. Is that? Uh, don't know. It's it's up um, it's a long north. Way away, <laughs> uh, I, do you know? I don't know. I don't know if it. Oh, well, I only think it's Liverpool's way because that kid on the milk advert. Mm. So, but I don't think it Who is. Who are they? Yeah, exactly. Which might have been Carl Robertson <laughs> <laughs> when he was a, when he was a kid. You should ask him. <laughs> it was him. Was you that kid? Yeah. I, I think I think what I'll probably say Who is are they? just because he's a scouser doesn't mean it was me. I think that's, <laughs> that's probably what he's going to say. Um, yeah, I mean Bob's right. Oxford are still in. Oh, so. Bob's what? come out of a good end. Oh, go on. I'm to Derby. Oh, what with Chrissy Powell. Chrissy Powell and Darren Bent. And Debay, yeah. And then if we win, we get them back. Yeah, well, them on the line. Oh, yeah. let's get, get the gamblers on board. Yes, absolutely. And Come if, on, let's make this we, interesting. If they win, they can have Roger Johnson. <laughs> oh, Straight uh, <laughs> Rog. Rog. Uh, Rog. Rog. <laughs> I think that's funny. Uh, I'm trying to, th- trying to find yesterday's results. I can't find them anyway. Never mind. Um, uh, oh, yes, I can. I've got them now. The, do you think... Um, I mean, going up there, I mean, on the 13th as well, I mean, the crowd here was, what, mm. 4,000 odd, wasn't it? Four and a half? Yeah. And they mm. bought 400. And I've got some suspicion on a cold Tuesday night in Milton Keynes. It might be a tad less. I, I, yeah, I think it also it does depend on who we get in the draw because if that ball comes out and it, it is Man United away, for example, chances are we're going to play a f- better strength squad and really go for it and we might take a few more up because perhaps that'll affect your chance of getting a ticket for the next round. If we've got Accrington Stanley at home in the next round, then we're <laughs> unlikely point, to be paying, Oh, I don't know whether the squad would necessarily be weaker, but people perhaps a bit less fussed about priority ticketing or anything like that. So, I don't know. I'm debating it, but it depends on what day it is. But the Oxford United game's a draw as well, by the way, so they've got to replay Macclesfield Town. Uh, Sutton United, they're in it. Um, Wickham Wanderers are in it. Luton Town are in it. Rochdale. Blackpool are in it. Well, that'd be a cold, cold mm. evening, a black, cold afternoon in Blackpool, wouldn't it? Mind you, I, I think that would set up nicely oh, for, for the old, wouldn't it? Just actually, yeah, that's a, that's a decent point. Either way, whether it's up there or down here. So those are the options. We still, I was disappointed we haven't got more uh, fancy dress options. Uh, any thoughts, guys, on uh, who had, you'd um, see in fancy dress? I had Flash Gordon for Bataka. <laughs> I like Flash. that. Flash. Um, oh. uh, Michael Flatley for Lookman because his feet just seem to move so fast. I was going to go for the little kid from Oliver. <laughs> yeah, for it, for it. He just looks like a two-year-old. <laughs> he looks, like, he looks twelve. Then he bless him. It could uh, be Charlie Bucket. And <laughs> <laughs> Overstad dressed as God because I just love him. <laughs> Do I mean, you? I think yeah. the skipper should be um, uh, mm. the the, the uh, to infinity and beyond. What's his name? Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. No, Desperate Dam. I just don't think. I'm yeah. an old man. He's got the chin, hasn't he? Generic old man. You can tell him that. They used to call him Desperate Dan, I think. Did they? But he's saying to do with his chin. Oh. I'll have a look at that later. You have Solly as any of the seven dwarves? <laughs> oh, uh, he's not that cool. small. <laughs> he does look it, though. <laughs> just compared to the I rest like of them. <laughs> Josh McGuinness has probably got to be uh, I was thinking about that, one of the orcs from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he's just well, huge. I was thinking of some sort of workhorse, but I don't know. Yeah. He does put a shift in. Shrek. (laughs) Again, you can tell. He's listening to this. You say that one. (laughs) He's got a Scottish accent as well. He's from Northern Ireland. He speaks Scottish. He's from Northern Uh, Ireland. He speaks Scottish. I promise you. (laughs) He's from Northern Ireland, but he speaks Scottish. Scots. Didn't know he was bilingual. Scots. Not Scots. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I interviewed him. I could have sworn it was a full-on Northern Ireland accent. I'm going to listen to that back. All right. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just thinking oh. how stupid must I be if I thought if I didn't pick up on it. Bob Bob says Rojo is faking. Mm, I was thinking ones for him, but I couldn't read many of them out. <laughs> I'm not sure we should why, comment why on that in the current in the current circumstances. Mm. Why faking? I can't I possibly answer. Don't is it? No, don't look at me. I've got no idea. Yeah. Bob's your own, Bob's the only man who can answer that question, and I'm, I'm not sure we'll read out the answer one. either. Oh. Potentially, yeah, I'm a bit confused <laughs> at that one. Um. I don't know, really. I think no, um, I actually think uh, Chris Solly should be. Um, uh, I had him down. No, Joe ninety, look it up. Oh, we yeah, yeah but you used that I in did. your your uh, player of the year. It just looks like him. Thing hmm. you used him in the posters. I did. I did. That was a stunning. So that's likeness. cheating. That's not. It's a fact. You've already used it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't make it less. You're relevant. rehashing your old jokes, Terry. But, <laughs> if they're, they're, if they're good. They need rehashing. <laughs> it wasn't a joke. It was genuine. I think. Actually, think he looks like Joe Knightley. Uh, if anybody doubts Vote it, for Chris Google it and look it up. Just don't look pictures. That, that was a poster. He stuck it up everywhere. He does look a bit like Chris Solly. I told you. I'll give you that. But no, the poster I stuck doesn't. up. The, po- the poster I stuck up actually had a picture of Chris Solly on it. <laughs> it wasn't Joe Knightley. Yeah, but you you, know. you did you I'm sure you I used the music yeah no I used the, the music and then the um, I used uh, the background to Joe Knight yeah that thing. was the year I um I I got Jacko into second yeah. no I got him into from third to second I know I won it didn't I with Chris Solly he had, yeah. he was nowhere near the end of the vote till I put my poster campaign up and then yeah. he, then he won by a landslide yeah never, I never ever got the credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> we got minutes to go. We've got. Uh, I know we're going to look ahead to um, to Bradford on on Thursday, but uh, is that? I wouldn't say must win's rubbish. But do you think if we get a decent win out of that, then uh, the home game against Peterborough then mm. becomes? Uh, and then we have got Millwall straight after that. By the way, these are three games that could really shape what we do from now on, couldn't massively. It? And also, if we win them, I think they'll have an impact on January as well in terms of whether Roland wants to spend or not. I think. Uh, yeah, I think Bradford is winnable. I think Carl needs to get a win early on just to settle because he said himself he was really nervous coming out on on Saturday and he just will settle him down. It'll settle the players down. He'll have had a, another full week to get them used to his style. Um, we're going to obviously have a Tuesday night game coming up against MK Dons and we've got the Wednesday coming up against Millwall as well. So we've got thick and fast games. So yeah, it could go one of two ways, couldn't it? If we can get a win and start momentum rolling, that could be a very a very good period over the next three or four weeks um, don't want to sound overly controversial but if we get a result out of uh, Bradford um, we've then got Peterborough the following week if we've got an FA Cup replay squeezed in between knowing that we've got Millwall shortly after that do we uh, do we play a, a slightly more um, experimental side probably I would think so again it might depend slightly on, on the draw in terms of how seriously we want to take the competition Carl Robinson doesn't strike me as a man who lets many games just sort of go by um, by the wayside so I don't know, but and we haven't got a massive squad to work with. That's true. But yeah, you could introduce a few, um, you know, even just having the likes of a Rebo or a Hearn Grant back on the bench, um, you know, if you're resting someone like Lutman. Um, but yeah, I think it will depend on, on what happens next weekend, first of all. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm I, I, of the opinion that uh, if you're right, actually, you're probably actually bang on if, depending on who, if we get sort of like Oxford United away or, or even Oxford United at home, then. He may well chuck a few experimental players in. If we get Man City away, I think mm. it'll be the full team that goes up there. All guns so. blazing, almost yeah. certainly, do you think? 
I mean, I'd want. I mean, look, if if it's a, a trouble is, it, it's almost the other way around though. Because if it's against Oxford, you know you have got a chance, so you yeah, should put your first match and get it through another round and another. Hopefully, you'd still yeah. tilt at a decent draw. Whereas at Man City, you're not going to win anyway. So what's mm. the point? I think, like a lot of Leicester fans have been saying this season, you've got to focus on the league because that's your priority. And for us, getting back to the Championship is probably our number one priority. So you've mm. got to take those games more seriously. If we had a bigger squad, there's no reason we couldn't do both. But truth is, we haven't at the minute. <laughs> no, it's true. I'm, it's I'm, I'm the wrong person to ask about cup games, to be fair, because I've always been of the opinion that it's secondary to league, no matter what, no mm. matter who you're playing, it is secondary to league. No, I don't disagree with that at and all. And I know we we discussed it before. I think when we, what, the year we went on the little run with Pearlie, and and I kept saying, I'd rather us stabilising in the championship. I've asked, I've asked a few people that get question. Get in with, with into playoffs than have a cup run mm. and I've risk asked, injuries and, and such. Yeah, I've asked a few people the question where um, we got so close to Wembley again and then getting knocked out by Sheffield United. Wouldn't it be much better if we got knocked out in the second round and we wouldn't have had mm. to face that pain because uh, we came so close to a Wembley tilt. Uh, only to see it uh, sort of destroyed. Whereas if we'd have got knocked out three rounds early, we wouldn't have cared at all. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> and on that positive note, <laughs> uh, time for us to, uh, to, to wind it up. Uh, cheers, Sue. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you very much. Tom, pleasure thanks, as always. Terry. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Uh, and thanks for everybody's contribution. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all your tweets and your emails. Uh, this has been Charlton Live. Uh, uh, we're back. Uh, well, we won't be, but uh, the Thursday crew will be back on Thursday to look ahead uh, to the Bradford game. Uh, and then um, I won't be here because I'm spending the weekend in Bradford, but uh, the crew, uh, the, the rest... Uh, of the um, of the able bodies will be in next Sunday to, uh, to to mull over what's gone on in the weeks before. So once again, thanks for listening. Take care, everybody. Ta-da! Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.